I have preached this message before. Yes, this is a recycled message. I know, pastors do that. Tony's up here gasping, like, I can't believe you, you're doing that. I've actually preached this like two or three different times in different settings, different churches. But it's one of those topics that I think every once in a while we need a reminder, and it's a broad topic, and so it's good to come back to it. And so it's on forgiveness, and, if, and the opposite of that is unforgiveness. And those are two big things. And forgiveness is one of those words that appears a lot in the New Testament. In fact, it appears 150 times. So I think it's important. And Jesus had a lot to say about forgiveness. And Paul had a lot to say about it. And the other apostles as well. Because guess what? It's something that we struggle with. We struggle with forgiveness. um, And it leads to unforgiveness. And we hold on to things. And so we're going to look at that. And especially in the church setting this morning. So if you have your Bibles, or Ike will take care of me up on the screen, Matthew chapter 18. And this may sound like a familiar passage. Uh, Like I said, I think every church needs this passage from time to time, and it's a good reminder. And it's a good reminder for our own lives as well. So, and I'm starting with verse 15. If your brother sins against you, go and show him his fault. Just between the two of you. I'm stop right there because this is an important part and it's important as we work through this. If your brother sins, again, it's someone that we have a relationship and it's talking about in the context here of within the church. And again, brother, sister, it's, it's, it's kind of synonymous with both of them. But it's a sin. It's not just a disagreement or uh, an opinion or we, have, we share different values maybe of something. It's a sin issue. And so we need to identify that it truly is a sin issue that we're talking about. And then it says, go to him, just the two of you, right? doesn't say post it on Facebook. doesn't say go tell your friends. doesn't say uh, pick up the phone and and call call, everyone in the church and say, hey, do you know what this guy did, right? And again, that's our first response. We can be honest. When someone sins against us, we're hurt, we're angry, we want to lash out, right? We want to get back. Or at the very least, we're going to find our friends to kind of comfort us. And that, but that's not what Scripture says. It says, go back to that brother and show him his fault just between the two of you. Just between the two of you. And that's key. That, that's step number one, if you want to use steps. Next sentence says, if he listens to you, You've won your brother over, right? Things are good. Right? You've won him over. Your friendship's not is 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 back there. It's restored. It's back to where it should be. You didn't lose anything out of it. That's forgiveness in action. But, and sometimes there's a but, because guess what? Sometimes we react differently to those situations. And sometimes things don't work out the way we would like. It says, but if he will not listen. Take one or two others along with you so that the matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So at that point, you go to some people, some people that may have seen this, and then you go to happen or someone that knows them very well or knows the two of you in your relationship, and then you go to them and you say, hey, this took place, right? And again, the hope and the goal here is restored relationship. Two or three witnesses. Again, today in the court of law, right, you, if you have one witness, 
And sometimes you don't even need that in the court of law and things get proven. But again, this is talking about relationships and relationships, especially in the church. And again, it's a sin issue. It's not just a preference. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but this is a sin issue. This is an important matter to be discussed. There's a problem, a real problem here. Again, not everyone responds the same way, and so it, it gives us the next step. If he refuses to listen to them, then tell it to the church, right? So then it goes public. It goes to the church family, right? This person has sinned against me. He does not see it, does, refuses to ask for forgiveness, refuses to do anything about it. It goes before the church, it's a rare case. It doesn't happen very often. I don't even know if it's ever happened here. It's pretty rare, but it's gone to this extreme. And this is assuming that these two people are still in the same church body, that they're still actually coming to church together and, and trying to fellowship together. But the relationship is just so far broken, it needs help. It needs a whole church body. And guess what? And there's one more step. Again, people don't always respond like we want them to or what we would hope. And if he refuses to listen to even the whole church, treat him as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Interesting phrase there, but again, you've got to remember this is written in Jews and pagans and tax collectors, uh, they're unsaved. They're outside of it then. They, they just don't have that ability. The thought here is to forgive, to even realize that it's a sin issue at this point. It's gone beyond that. Again, that's not that we, we want that person gone or cast out, but it's like, hey, we're now questioning whether that person really is a brother or sister in Christ. They need to hear the gospel. Now, they need to get right with God themselves first before they can have that relationship within the family. So those two verses, or a couple of verses here, give us a picture of how we work out relationships. And again, if we could just follow that 99.9% of the time, we would be in really good shape. But guess what? It doesn't always work out that way. Things don't go the way we had planned. And again, there are some real sin issues. And I want to illustrate that a little bit this morning. So this is one of those times where I need some help from you. Yes, this is going to be an interactive service. I'm going to need some volunteers. Um, there are some gifts involved, so you might want to volunteer. But oh, wow, someone already shot a hand up already. You know what? I'll take you up on that, Lake. You, you got it. All right, you're one of them. But all right. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I had something up here. So, hold on. All right. Let's see. All right. Here's one. I'm going I'm to pick on Ryan because he's a little bit closer. I'll get to you, though. Don't worry, Lake. Ryan, just, just hold on to that, okay? It's, it's my gift to you. That's all you got to do is hold on to it. Just in case you're wondering, it's just a rock. That's all it is. All right, somebody else. Tony? Tony, good job. All right. Tony, you're a little bit bigger. You, know, you, you get a, a little bigger rock, so. <laughs> yeah. You notice I'm not giving this to any of the elders of the church. I'm not giving it to my wife. There's a reason for that, because there's scripture in the Old Testament. Elders take him out to the gates and stone him. I don't want any of these rocks thrown back at me, so I'm really hoping that I should be safe here, and I'm picking the people carefully. So, all right, I got, I got one. You want one? All right. Good job. All right. Man, that was, that was pretty easy. All right, we don't give you quite such a big rock, all right? All I got to do is hold on to it, all right? Lake, I haven't forgot you back there. All right, I got one more. 
All right. Lake's going to make me walk back. Do something. I'm going to do it. But Lake, I have something. The rest of you can just kind of hold on to it. I want you to do something for me. I want you to take this rock and hold it up. Come on, a little higher. Come on, hold it up. There we go. All right, can you see that? He's holding that rock up. You're going to hold it for a while. <laughs> I knew I could pick on him and count on him. So some of, my, some of the rocks. The great thing is now my bucket is empty. I like an empty bucket. The bucket, this is easy, right? You can put it on. No, that won't work. But this is my bucket, and it's my unforgiveness bucket. Unforgiveness bucket. Notice it's pretty. It's got a little... We all... Andy, that's for you. That's the bucket you and uh, Tony gave me this week. So I had to borrow a bucket, but we all come with this bucket. And I'll get to this bucket in a minute. But I want to get back to scriptures for a minute. Because Jesus gives us some examples. Not only gives us his word, but he gives us some examples of some of the conflict that happens and some of our responses or how those responses are supposed to be. So back to Matthew chapter 18. We're going to go on a little bit further. Doing all right, Lake? You got it? Okay. That hand. You can't move it to the other hand. You got to hold it in that hand. All right. All right. <laughs> Verse 21. Drop down with me. Again, Jesus here, he's in teaching mode. He's with his disciples. He's teaching them this very important concept about forgiveness. And Peter, you know, if, you guys are, if you guys were here last week, there is benefits to coming each week. I told you, Peter's one of my favorite, right? Because Peter's kind of bold and he's a man of action. Well, here we go again. Peter's got some action going on here. So Peter, in verse 21, came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Think about it. We, we talked about one time, right, this morning, but what if someone continually sins against us, right? That's tough. It's, it's hard enough to forgive one, but multiple times. In fact, you got to know here, the background here, the Jews thought that once you got to three, you couldn't even ask for forgiveness anymore. You were all done. Off with your head. You're done. Three times. So Peter saying seven here is not bad. Seven's actually pretty good. I mean, Peter kind of upped the ante, right? Seven times. Seven's a complete number. You know, the, the Jews and the priests, they all said three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with seven because I know Jesus. Late, come up. A little higher, man. Yeah, here we go. All right, just checking. But seven times, right? That's a good answer, right? You know, three's slow, seven's even a little bit better. But look what Jesus says next. And again, we're talking about forgiveness here. Jesus says, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Seven times 70. It's a huge number, right? And again, many scholars believe this is talking about the same exact sin. It's not talking about multiple sins. So can you imagine someone committing this against you that many times? I, I'd lose count. It would take a lot of forgiveness. Again, it's an absurd number. Here's what really Jesus is saying. You just need to continually be forgiving. And if that's not enough, he gives us an example here. And he, he kind of helps us picture this. Lake, you're... you're you're wilting. Come on, man. Hang in there with me. Keep it up there. Verse 23 gives us this parable. He says, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle his accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay the master, he ordered that his wife and his children and all that he had 
to be sold to repay the debt. And you understand what's going on here? He's got such a debt that he can't pay it. There's no way. So he's going to just he's going to lock him up. He's locking up his whole family. The whole family has to pay for this debt. It's outstanding. They're now basically slaves to the master. And he would work the rest of his days, maybe forever, to pay back this debt. He would never have anything. It's a great debt. That, But, but it's always that, 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 that point here. The servant falls to his knees and before him, and he says, be patient with me. He begged, I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. You that have mortgages and stuff and car payments, try that with your, your lenders. See if that, that'll work, all right? You know, just go to them and say, hey, please have mercy with me. I mean, they might give you more time, but they're going to give you more interest, but they're not going to cancel the debt, right? Most likely. Again, we're talking about forgiveness here and how important that is. And it's a great debt. This man and his whole family are coming under being slaves, and the master says, you know what? I'm just going to cancel the debt. Blank check. Forgiven. It's all done. Never to be owed again. Once and for all. That's the picture here that Jesus is painting. But like I said, people don't always respond correctly. Right? And in this story, it's no different. Look at the next verses. But when that servant, again, the one that had been given this grace and this mercy and this forgiveness, that servant, he went out and he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. All right, hundred denarii, that's not very much money. I mean, it, it was something. It had some value to it, but it wasn't nearly as much. It's, it's a thousand talents. Again, it's, it's minuscule. It's like a, a $10 bill and a hundred thousand. It's, 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 it's a big, it's not even close. And guess what he does? He grabs him and he begins to choke him. You get the picture here, right? Choking him by the neck, right? He's throttling him. Pay up. It's time. I need my money. Pay back what you owe me, he demands. And I will pay you back. The servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. Familiar words, right? Same thing. Saying the same thing back to him. Just a different scenario, right? Now the, the, the new master is a little bit different. Although he should be more compassionate. But guess what? He's not. Instead, he refused and went off and he had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Right? They just witnessed this. They witnessed this guy being given so much, been blessed so much, given so much grace, yet he has no compassion on this guy that owes him a little bit. And they're distraught about it. They're like, that's not fair. How can you do this? And so they go back to the master. And the master called the servant. He calls him and he says, you wicked servant. I canceled all of your debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servants just as I had on you? In his anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he could pay back all that he owed kind of ends the scene here and ends the story, right? Again, there's no mercy left. He's, he's used it up. He's gone beyond that point. And then verse 35 brings it back to reality here, brings it out of the parable. He says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from the heart, right? Back to that word forgiveness again. Forgiveness, it's that blank check that Jesus does for us. Guess what? 
we need to put that into practice as well. Remember our story that we're working through. I'm going to give you a little bit more scripture, just in case you say, well, Charlie, that's maybe just an isolated incident, right? That, that, that's not always the case. Guess what? Matthew chapter 6. Many of you may know this, right? The Lord's Prayer. Look at that. There we go, right? We all recited that. Most of us, if you were in school, you learned that, the Lord's Prayer. Go through. Do you know what comes next, the next couple of verses? All right, put up the next couple of verses. Back to forgiveness. And it's no, these are connected for a reason. Because guess what? Your prayer life is greatly hindered, um, if not broken, if you can't forgive. But look what these next two verses say, verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive men when they've sinned against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men for their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Right? We just read the parable. We read the story. We also know the instructions about forgiveness. So is it important to forgive? Yeah. All right, so practical now. How do we do that? All right, back to the rock demonstration. Lake, you doing all right? Your, your arm's getting a little low. I can't quite see that rock. There we go. All right, just making sure. You're going to go last. Just you got to keep holding it up there, all right? You got it? All right, he's doing good. Ryan, I gave you a rock. Ryan, there's something written on that rock. And again, we're going to assume for, for purposes this didn't really happen, but what's on that rock is what Ryan did to me. So what's that rock say? Anger? You got angry at me? Ryan, how could you get angry at me? Do, I mean, do you know what Jesus says about anger? If you get angry at me, it's, it's like you, you killed me, right? You got angry with me. Ryan, I don't know why you were angry at me, but would, would you, why, why did you get angry at me? That's not fair because he didn't know that he didn't know that I was going to even ask him that or that wrong, right? But what 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 should I do? I've gone to, to Ryan. What what should he do now at this point? That now you're confronted. You're 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 angry with me. You're obviously angry. I heard it. He got back to me that you're angry with me. What would you what would you normally do? Confess. All right. All right. Confess. All right. Play this out with me a little bit longer. How how does that look? You did this, but I forgive you. Okay. All right, let me, let me just see, we'll reverse the role a little bit, okay, and see if this works a little better. All right, I could just say, you know what, Ryan, I'm sorry, but, you know, you're angry, that's your problem. How sincere is that, right? Or how about if I said, hey, I'm sorry, but, you know, you deserved it. It's not very effective, right? No. How, how's that feel? Does that, that really make you feel comfortable with that? But how, Huh? It might, yeah, it might heighten the anger a little bit. It's not going to help the situation. It's not going to help our relationship at all. But what if I came to you and Ryan said, Ryan, I am really sorry that I was angry at you. Would you please forgive me? Yeah, that would work pretty good. And in light of the cross, this is the best case scenario. And so, Ryan, would you come with me for a minute? Come on, take a walk. Because in light of the cross, out here, Ryan and I, both of us, because I'm going to forgive him, and hopefully he's going to forgive me, and we're going to put the, the rock right here. We're going we're gonna to bypass the unforgiveness. And you know what, Ryan? I love you, man. Thanks. Good job. So that's the best case scenario, right, in the relationship. It's restored, and it's restored before God because we put it at the cross. It didn't end up in the bucket. My bucket's still empty, my unforgiveness bucket. So I can still carry us around. And guess what? We all have 
an unforgiveness bucket. We need to make sure it stays empty. All right, I gave someone else a rock. I know, who else got a rock? Lake, you still got it? Yeah, hold on to your rock. All right. You? I'm sorry, I don't even know you. I'm sorry, I'm Pastor Charlie. And your name? Jacob. Jacob. Jacob's got the other rock. Jacob, you got something written on your rock, right? You stole from me? We just met, and you've already stolen from me. Man, how much was it? Was it a lot? No? Why did you steal from me? All right. Poor guy. He's getting picked on first Sunday. You know what? He stole from me. Same scenario. I'm going to come to you and say, he stole from me. Now, you have a choice to make, and I have a choice to make. All right? I've come to you. Do you want to ask me for forgiveness or no? Yes? Okay. All right. Good answer. Good job. All right. So he's asked me for forgiveness. Now I have a choice. So you give me the rock back. So now I have a choice. I could do like Ryan, and, and we could forgive, and we could go put it up there at the cross, right? Or I could say, you know what? You stole from me. I can't believe you did that. I don't trust you ever again. You know? I'm sorry. Yeah, we, it's wrong, and I just can't forgive that. So guess what? I'm not putting it at the cross. You and I, I'm not even talking to you anymore. You're on your own. I'm going to throw it in my bucket, and I'm going to carry that around for a while. Okay? That's one scenario. And that happens. Think about it. It happens in the church, right? You know, all right, you say you forgive. You might even give lip service, but then you avoid, right? Like, I'm never sitting on your side of the church again. I'm going to sit on this side. I'll just avoid them. I won't even talk to them. Tony, I heard through the grapevine that you sinned against me. Looks like a pretty big sin, too, <laughs> from here. No. All these sins are the same, right? They're all rocks. Lake, what are you doing, man? Come on. Get, you, get up there, man. Come on. This is a muscle-building contest. All right. Oh, he, oh he's, he's threatening to mute me now. It's all right. All right. Keep holding my rock. Tony, I heard you, you sinned against me. What's it say on your rock? You slandered me? Whoa. Slander. Ouch. That's pretty harsh, right? You went to other people and told them lies about me. You slandered my character. You know what? Again, you have a choice. Do you know what? Tell us what? Tony's not, you, you're not even going to, I'm going to come to you and tell you, but Tony's hard-hearted as well. And guess what? Tony's not even going to ask for forgiveness. He's just going to walk away. I'm never going to get a chance to restore the relationship, right? So you're, you're walking away. You're out the door. Go, man. Give me my rock and you go. You're out of here. No, go. Get, no, I'm just kidding. No, just, no, Tony, get back here. All right. I love Tony. I wouldn't want him to do that. But you know, that happens, right? We don't always get a chance. But now I got this rock. And it's heavy. Not as heavy as yours back there, although it's getting heavier because your arm keeps dropping. But I got a heavy rock. Again, I have a choice to make with this rock, right? We've kind of seen two, two scenarios, right? I can put it in my unforgiveness. I can carry this around. Or you know what? The better thing is, now, Tony hasn't asked me for forgiveness, but I can still forgive him. 
You ever had that scenario? There's some people that will not ask for forgiveness. Do you know what? I don't have to carry this rock around. I don't have to put it in my pocket. I can still take it to the cross, even though he didn't ask me. And things can be all right. So I can put that at the cross as well. Well, you know what? I don't want to carry that rock around. That rock's not there. Now, my rock's fading back there. It's kind of getting down. You holding a rock. I know I got one more rock, right? And these are all scenarios that happen. These happen in real life. Sometimes people ask for forgiveness. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the relationship's restored. Sometimes we just avoid. Sometimes people go, and you just never see them again. You, big rock, yeah. You, like, how's that rock? What's that rock say on it? It says gossip on it. Is that a very big rock? It's not the biggest rock, Dad. Is it getting heavy, though? Yeah, because you've been holding on to it for a while, and you've been holding it up, right? So he's been gossiping. But you know what? I go to him, and do you know that you sinned against me, right? You want to give me that rock back? I don't want that rock. Why would I want that rock? I can't believe what you did to me. So you, you got to keep that rock. You keep your rock, I'm going to keep my rock. All right? You can put that rock down, though. I, I, I won't make it. Sometimes there's unforgiveness on both parts, and sometimes neither one of us want to reconcile that. Here's something that I found, though, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. The longer that I hold on to a sin or unforgiveness, it gets heavier, right? That rock was getting pretty heavy, right? Here's the other thing that happens. I replay that scenario because I was hurt. I play it in my mind over and over again. And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. In fact, I get so weighted down, and believe it or not, rocks grow. And look at, look at this gossip rock now. Look how big this rock is. Can you imagine this rock? And I tell you, it's what happens because we keep playing it over, and the more times that we play over in our heads the scenario... We become more and more the victim, and that other person becomes the villain, to the point where I can't even stand to think about Lake. He actually just puts me into rage. The other thing is I'm holding on to this, and it gets heavy, and, and, and it just, it's unbearable. And guess what? Because of this rock, my relationship is really, it's broken not only with Lake, but it's broken with God. It gets severed so much, and I'm so consumed I get all consorted. I get out of shape. Literally. It just consumes me. That's all I'm holding on to is this bitterness and anger. I'll never forget, there's this couple that came to me for some counseling, and they were recanting a story. And this lady was telling me something that happened to her, and I kid you not, it was 12 years in her past. If you heard the, and you heard the hurt in her voice, you would have thought it happened yesterday. She'd been carrying the equivalent of that rock for 12 years. And there's been people that have carried things even much longer. And how sad that is, because guess what? It affected her. It affected her walk. It affected her relationships. It affects every aspect of us. We do not want to be carrying around unforgiveness. It's brutal. It's brutal on our walk. It hurts our relationship. It hurts our prayers. So we've been talking about forgiveness and unforgiveness this morning. Remember I mentioned sin issues. 
Sin issues are important. But I want to leave you with one thing. Because sometimes there are things that happen between us that aren't sin issues, but our relationship is not where it should be. So let's take a look at one more section of Scripture. Colossians chapter 3. Flip over with me. Don't forget about the rocks, because the rocks are important. But I wanted to leave you on a, on a good note. And there's sometimes there's some situations that happen, and there's some things that we need to be continually to work for, right? Talked last week in First Peter about being ineffective. Here's some things to holy living that will help us be an effective and purposeful in our lives. So Colossians chapter 3, and again, he's talking to those of us in the church. And he says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Guess what? If we're doing those things, it's going to be a lot easier, right? Those sin issues are not going to come up very often. And, and you know what? We're going to have grace. Because it takes, it takes a lot of humility to go to someone and say, will you please forgive me? Struggle with it. Uh, just confession. It's hard. It's hard for me to go and say, you know what? And take blame, take, take the, the ownership and say, you know what? It's my fault. Will you please forgive me? It's a pride issue. So we need that humility to go to one another. Because that's where the healing begins. That's where the relationship stays. It takes kindness. It takes gentleness. And how do you handle that situation, right? Not by force. Compassion. And then accepting that forgiveness. A good litany test for me has is, is always been forgiveness. If I know that I've truly forgiven someone is when I can think about the situation and it no longer hurts me or affects my emotions. Again, that's kind of a test that I run every once in a while on myself, kind of a self-diagnostic test. And if I think back to a situation where someone's hurt me, does it affect my emotions or is it just a fact? It's something that happened in my life, but it doesn't affect me right now. Maybe some of you, maybe I'm this morning thinking, you know what? Maybe I haven't truly forgiven that person fully yet. Maybe I'm still holding on to it. Maybe I'm still carrying around a little piece of that rock. Maybe not all of it. Maybe I really did forgive them, but maybe there's a little piece that's still lingering, and maybe I need to go before God and ask him for forgiveness. But that's a good check for you. It's a good self-check. That PJ likes to call that walking in forgiveness, and I like that phrase, so I've stolen that from her. So I'll give her credit, tip of the cap to my wife that she quoted that one. But walking in forgiveness. Right? Not asking for forgiveness again, but walking in that. I truly forgave. Right? Ryan and I, we made right. We had a good relationship. Things came out right. But I can't bring that back up again, or I can't remember that hurt and say, Ryan, you remember that time when you hurt me? And I get, then I didn't truly forgive him. Right? Our relationship is still not where it needs to be. Also, I forgot to mention, there's also a myth out there. I don't know if you've ever heard it. There's a myth that's it's passed. It's, I've seen it on social media. I've seen it in other places. Forgive and forget. Right? If someone hurts you, do you forget it? Guess what? It's not there. It, it, it's not in, in Scripture. The, the principle's not there, and it's not a truth. We, we remember, but how we remember it is what's important. We do not truly forget when someone hurts us. But how I treat that and how I respond to that is vital, and it's important. Again, talking about the body of Christ here. This next verse kind of comes alongside that. Again, remember, now we're not talking about sin issues as much as we're also starting to talk about just some of the things that may annoy us about each other. This next one, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord has forgave you. 
Remember the parable, right? He forgave, right? He forgave it all, completely. Every last dime in the parable. That's how it's supposed to be. That's, how Christ, that's what Christ did on the cross. doesn't matter the size of the rock. Forgave it all. It's a good reminder. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. That is the goal of each other body. That's our goal with our family. That's our goal here, right? That we love each other and that we stay unified. We may not all agree, and we don't have to always agree, but we need to love and stay unified, to stay together, to be family. Keep that relationship because it's vitally important to the health and the growth of our church. And look at some of the outpouring of this. Some of the things that come from this, and that's why I love these verses, because it's a reminder, because if I can do these things correctly, look what Christ gives us. He gives us peace, the peace of Christ, rule in your hearts. And we talked about even this morning, our prayer time, it was great, our mouths and our, our hearts, right? Our minds, what we think, but in our hearts is peace. We all want peace, especially down to our core. That comes through forgiveness, that comes through not carrying around unforgiveness. We get that peace of Christ. And since members of one body, you were called to peace. Be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish with one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Sounds like a great worship service, right? It's a lot easier to worship with people that we are in right relationship with. And we're not holding things against, right? That's part of that worship. It doesn't hinder our worship with God. So I'm out of relationship. If I was out of relationship with Lake and he was still in front of me, guess what? We're going to have a hard time. I'm probably going to, yeah, I'm not going to be in right relationship. It's important as we worship our Lord that we worship him in the right heart and the right spirit. Again, with gratitude in our hearts. And then lastly here is kind of the benediction to all of this. I leave you with this, verse 17. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, giving thanks to him, to God the Father, through him. Right? It's all to God's glory. That's the reason we can forgive, and that's why we've been forgiven so much. So please, if you have something in your bucket, maybe spend some time with the Lord this week. Empty that bucket out. It's a lot lighter, it's a lot easier, a lot easier to carry. Yeah, maybe God's brought something to mind this morning. You said, you know, I thought I forgave that brother or sister, but you know what? I'm still struggling a little bit. Still bringing up that, that anxiety in me. You know what? Go back to the Lord again. Maybe there's someone that's walked out of your life, and you know what? You haven't seen them, or you can't even get in touch with them anymore. It's not even possible to confront them or ask them for forgiveness. It's okay. Go to the Lord. You can still have peace through that situation as well. All right, that's my charge for this morning. So bow with me, please. Gracious Heavenly Father, I do thank you for this time this morning. I thank you for my church a little bit, Lord. But Lord, and I just thank you for the blessing it is that we can come together. Yes, Lord, and we, we can laugh a little bit, Lord. But Lord, we also want to let you do that work in our hearts. Lord, we want to be in right relationship with you. And we want to be in right relationship with each other. Lord, just do that work in our lives. Continue to, to mold us and shape us to be more and more like you each and every day. And Lord, if there's someone here this morning that's struggling to forgive, Lord, help us to remember how much you've forgiven us. and Just do that work in and through your people. Help us this week, Lord, so we may have the peace of Christ.
living within us. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.